guys are having a wonderful day. It's your boy Vaughn. What up? It's Malik. And we are growing up gay. Growing up, growing um, up, growing up gay. <laughs> thank, thank y'all so much for being patient with us. I know we've been a little spotty in, re- in regards to releasing episodes. Um, we did say from the jump that we don't know if we're going to be weekly or bi-weekly. And we still don't really know if we're going to be weekly or bi-weekly. But... Think of us as like a, di- a direct deposit. When it comes, it comes, <laughs> and you appreciate it, whether it's this week or next week. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Malik, what have you been up to since we've last recorded, and how are you doing? I'm awesome, awesome. You guys know that uh, I started teaching last week at Sacred Thread Yoga in Hateville, which is so exciting. Um, I taught last Thursday and I taught Saturday. Both classes were so fun. So if you're definitely looking for um, some yoga on the south side come out to hateville and flow with me at sacred thread yoga um so you know i've been dating i met a new guy who i like a lot and so i'm excited to kind of see where that goes we've just yeah we've been spending a lot of time together and definitely it was you know a fearful transition you know with my ex we had dated on again off again for two years and and you know like Jumping back out there, it was like, you know, just go for it. So our first day, I was so nervous, y'all. I was like, I, was, I wasn't I was shaking, but I was just like really nervous because like I had like all these things like, oh my God, is he going to like me? And he ended up fucking loving me, obviously. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what's not to love? So <laughs> Tell them. <laughs> yeah, so we did like, you know, the whole Taco Tuesday thing was really fun. Had some good margaritas. Some marks, uh, yeah, you, you, know, marks? you know, some some good some good chips and dip, whatever. <laughs> and so we did that, and uh, you know, we've been seeing each other regularly since that was two weeks okay. ago. And I mean, I'm excited to see where it goes. He's a great guy. He has a lot to offer. So nice, yeah. And that's what I've been doing. You know, my yoga and my dating and my new job and listen life's good i have nothing to complain about i just want to give people good energy and good vibes and that's what the world needs good energy and good that's vibes. what we all need good energy and good vibes bond what are you doing what's up with you um not much has changed with me i'm still out here you know keeping my head above water <laughs> making a way when i can <laughs> you know good times uh but no seriously i've just been working and trying to get acclimated with my job um, I will say, moving to New York and making this whole transition has been, like, the, I think the best decision I've made. And I had my first, like, scary moment in regards to New York, um, like, a few days ago. And when I say scary moment, I don't mean, like, someone scared me because run up, get done up. Like, <laughs> it's nothing. But no, I had, I, I was at work and I was having, like, a really, 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 like, shitty day. Um, shitty f- few days in a row actually i don't know if it's because like mercury is in power raid or like whatever that situation is um i tweeted about it and some people were like yeah mercury is in retrograde so like it's probably what that is but i had like a really rough few days and it just really confirmed for me that like working in the world of hospitality at least in the aspect that i do i work in the operational end that shit is not for me like <laughs> It was cute when I was younger, but I'm go- I've gotten to the point now where I'm, I'm, like, craving, like, having a life. I used to be one of those people that was, like, didn't care about going out and having fun. Like, I, all, all I really cared about was, like, working, making my money, and, like, I was fine with not having a life, quote-unquote, not having a life. 
Um, and now I've gotten to the point where I'm not fine with that anymore. Like, I want to go out more. I want to have fun. Like, I want to, you know, I want to do shit that people my age are doing. And I feel like with my job, especially the position I'm currently in, because I got hired for, for one position. Like, okay. I have the same position, but I'm working a different schedule than I wanted to because one of the other managers left. So when you're lowest on the totem pole, you know, you're the new kid. They shifted me in his direction. So um, it's been a little bit of annoying, but I'm also at the place where, like, I'm mastering my job, you know, already. I'm kind of picking things up really quickly. Um, But like I said, it confirmed for me that working in hospitality in the operational end is just not for me anymore. I mean, I I don't want to work for any corporation that isn't, you know, doing something that I want to do anyway. Like I I really don't want to work in hotels for the rest of my life. I really want to be a creative and I really want to, to, you know, brand myself and step out there and do more things to get my face and name out there. And I eventually want to leave this whole nine to five shit. Cause I, I genuinely, in, it's just not in my blood like my mother has her own business despite being a nurse and you know a certified esthetician and <laughs> come on know, skin her, popping uh, like her she has a list of things that she's certified for um and she was a nurse but like she started her own business and be doing her own thing my father came to america worked at a nine-to-five learned all the shit they need he, he needs to learn from them got certified as an engineer started his own company my brother went to college you know, with scholarships, and he's an engine got you know his degree in engineering and has his own business. And I kind of feel like it's in my my grandma had her own, but like both my grandmothers and my grandfathers had their own business. It's just like I feel like for me, this whole nine to five, somebody else dictating when I when and when I can't do stuff is just not for me. Like I I work with people that are in their forties and we have the same position and they're like hoping they can get vacation time or they're hoping they can have these days off and i'm just like i don't want to be i don't want to be 30 let alone 40 not knocking anybody that is but i don't want to be 30 and being like i can't don't know if i can go to like a baby shower or i don't know if i can go to like an event or i don't know if i can go to a party or i don't you know what i mean like i don't want i don't want my opportunities to be in somebody else's hand so this little rough patch that I had, I'm over it now. I'm fine. Um, I think it's because I needed a haircut or something. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, because when the hair, my when my haircut, when my hair isn't cut, I like my whole life is just off. Like I've gone to the point now where I get a haircut like every week and a half, every week, just because I need to look good. But no, seriously. Um, but I've been good outside of that. But I think it was a good thing to happen because I've been over it for like a year. And I took this job for the sole purpose of moving to New York and saying to myself, hey, in the next year, you're not going to work there anymore anyway. So it is what it is. But outside of that, you know, I'm doing it. Right. Doing it and doing it and doing it well. But anyway, um, let's cut to a quick little commercial break and we'll be right back with y'all. Hey y'all, hope you're enjoying this week's episode thus far. If so, please be sure to follow us on our social media. The Instagram is GrownUpGay, G-R-O-W-N, UpGay. Our Twitter is GrowingUpGay underscore. And our website, of course, is GrownUpGay.com. Now let's get back into this week's episode. All right, you guys, so we're back, we're back. And this week for Get It Together, which is just 
you know, a topic where I'm going to come to you guys weekly or bi-weekly, whatever we record, uh, and, <laughs> and, just, and just get you guys together, whether it's health, fitness, or a mental-based tip. And this week, you know, I had a conversation with um, my one of a best friend that I have that I had a, a falling out with over just something really petty. Like, we just fell out over me not doing something that they wanted me to do. And so... It just really comes down to this, you guys. You know, this person is someone that I love. They're near and dear to me. But we went two months without speaking because I I felt like, you know, I, I was ready to wash my hands with them because this person really made me uncomfortable. And how I knew that they were making me uncomfortable was because of the fact that I didn't want to talk to them because I was like, you know, I don't feel like I need to go back to this person and apologize to them. I don't feel like I need to go back to this person and even hear them out because, you know, when you hear people out, when you look them in their eyes, you see their soul, you see their heart, especially when it's like they're, you know, your best friend. So, you know, I didn't want to talk to them almost out of the fear of like, loving them again, being hurt by them again, because, like, you know, we fell out over something petty, but when things turn petty, they turn nasty, obviously. And so, you mm. know, in, like, the heat of the moment, a lot of really nasty, disgusting words were exchanged between him and I. And so I was like, I had washed my hands with it. But I really took some time, like, to step back, and I was like, you know, I don't want to talk to this person because they make me uncomfortable. Well, why does why does this person make me uncomfortable? Well, this person makes me uncomfortable because they push me to be better. They push me to have to think things out. They push me to make another decision, to make a better decision. And I think, you know, so often in life that we just run from things that force us to be our best selves, force us to show up for ourselves and for others. Mm. Um, and... You know, I was having difficulty doing that. And so having the conversation yesterday, I had to really kind of come to the conversation with the thought, well, what do I want out of this? Like, what's my ultimate goal from talking to this person after two months of not speaking after, you know, initially saying, oh, I'll never talk to him ever again, like coming back full circle, like what I want. And so I think, you know, the fact that I was able to say, you know, what I want is to move past this trauma and heal and for us to come together as a unified force and you know just on just the same page and say listen it may not be how it was but we but we don't have to operate in this like nastiness thing anymore so you know we both just really kind of came to each other and was like hey listen we make each other better but we had to also make a decision that we're going to communicate better. And, and, and the communication really just means that when shit is festering on your spirit, when you have something to say to someone, you don't just let it roll over for right. for the next opportunity to come. And then it blows up because you were already pissed for something they did two weeks ago that you never talked about. And, you know, we made an agreement together that, hey, listen, when things get bad, you know, before they get bad, if you're feeling smoke with me, if you have something that you want to say, fuck my feelings and you need to pull me to the side and like let's talk about it because the worst thing you can do is walk around with like this pent up aggression towards someone because all that happens is it just it festers and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger you become bitchy and nasty and no one wants to be around people like that like no one wants to be around people who don't know how to speak their mind in a respectful way so 
you know, if there's a conversation that you want to have with someone, the first thing you need to do is decide what you want out of it. Like, sit down and actually write down what you want, what your goals are out of the conversation and how you want it to go. And then start with heart. Like, I had the biggest fear of starting with heart within the conversation because I didn't want to be hurt. Like, no one wants to be hurt. And this is my best friend. So they know everything about me. They know what makes me tick. And so I had a problem with opening up my heart to them again, saying, hey, I'm going to allow you to talk to me. I'm going to allow you back into my space, back into my world so that we can mend these fences. But I think people need to start with heart and really make a clear decision on what you want so that you can grow, so that you can get out of your comfort zone and, and say and do things that you need to. So get it together, you guys. Take some time, write it down, but first decide what you want out of the conversation and then allow those words and those actions to guide everything else that you do. Beautiful. Beautiful. And I think, I think I was talking to Malik about this earlier. Um, the, the approach you took with your friend is the approach that I took with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys have read the post that I did on our website, uh, grownupgay.com, you know, for, you know, little cheap uh press right there um but i did a post it's called one step at a time i did two posts actually one is music related and then i did another one called one step at a time um and i kind of feel like i had to have this the same approach you took with your friend is the approach i had to take with myself in regards to um just kind of knowing what i wanted out of life and and going for those things and i feel like i'm at a stage right now where I have to make the changes that I need to make in order for me to live my best life. And you have to be able to have an honest conversation with yourself in order to do that, in order to, to, to get to whatever your best is. I think you need to have an honest conversation with what's keeping you from getting there and what you plan on doing to bypass what's keeping you from getting there. And I, I, I did a, <laughs> I told some of my business in that post, which I, I'm not really comfortable with doing at all. I really do try to keep, I always tell people that Vaughn is like not a real person. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I'm definitely Wizard Kelly <laughs> um, for a number of reasons. Um, but I kind of feel like I'm at the point now where I'm starting to really be comfortable with myself and be, I'm starting to be comfortable with being vulnerable because that's just not something that I'm usually comfortable with. You know what I mean? Because I feel like that's kind of like at your core and, and you can get hurt by being vulnerable, right? Yeah. And I, <laughs> Dustin on the friend zone always says, go first. Yes. <laughs> like in situations, go first. That way, that way, you know, you get the first lick in. That way they can't really hurt you. Um, and this is one of those, <laughs> this is one of those situations where I kind of had to like go first and put myself out there and whatever people say, I have to be comfortable with knowing that not, I mean, I am comfortable with knowing that everybody fucks with me. Like I've, personally don't care about that but i also have to be comfortable with knowing that like my truth is my truth and like i need to to be 100 percent comfortable in my own truth in order for me to grow and in order for me to better myself and also to hold myself accountable um i think when you kind of put things out there for other people to see it it holds you accountable because if you say to everyone like hey i want to make these changes this is what i plan on doing or these are some of the things or you know i plan on doing or some of the things i have done if, you know, time goes by and you're still keeping, you know, having that same energy of this is what I'm going to do and you're not doing anything, then I think people can kind of look at you and be like, I don't, I don't really know if you actually are going to do anything or you're just going to talk about it. So 
if you haven't read that post, please go check it out. It's called One Step at a Time. It's a very honest, um, a little, a little mushy, you know, it's a little soft, but I hope you guys enjoy that. Um, and in the meantime, we're going to take a little commercial break and be right back with you. Hey y'all, hope you're enjoying the episode thus far. If you don't already, please follow myself and Malik on our personal social medias. You can follow me on Instagram at Vonagram or on Twitter at underscore Vaughn. And you can follow Malik on Instagram at Yo Malik and on Twitter at Yo Malik. Now let's get into the next topic. Okay, so for the main event, this week's Growing Up Gay, uh, this week's Growing Up Gay topic it's something that I've had in our, our uh, show list for quite some time. We have about 20 topics that we want to discuss with you guys. Um, we've done four or so, so we have you know about 16 more to go, and then we'll be taking a little break after that. Um, but for this week's topic, I wanted to discuss the whole no fats, no femme phenomenon. Um, as long as I've stood firm in my gay <laughs> since I was like 13, four, 13 14, I've always heard of the no fats, no femmes thing. And I didn't hear about it until I was maybe about 14 or 15, actually. Um, and I remember the first time I heard about it, it was... Shout out to Amir. He It's his birthday today. Um, he has a website called growordon't.com. Um, Amir XD, um, Xavier Delo. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, Asante and Kia from uh, Getting Grown... They all used to have like this chat thing, uh, like a kind of like a tiny chat that they used to go on. And I remember one time um, I was in that listening to that and Mar- uh, Amir posted a link to a video. And in that they were discussing like, the whole no fats, no femmes thing and talking about like how it, you know, that whole phenomenon. So anyway, um, I want to really get in, in depth with that and discuss preferences, discuss types Discuss all the the things that go with that. So the first thing I wanted to do was solidify the the difference between type and preference, because I feel like people you hear people say that all the time, like oh that's just my type, right? Or oh that's just my preference, and then like you see who they end up with, and we often wonder like you swore your type was this, but you ended up with that, and you're like it doesn't necessarily align, um, and I think that's because we conflate the two. I think your type. And what you prefer in a person are two completely different things. I think your type, for me personally, I think your type is is more so a, a, a person's character and a person's personality, a person kind of like who the person is at their core. And your preferences are the things that could be shallow or can be seen as shallow at least. Um, things that you can potentially bypass or overlook if you care about the, you know the person enough you know what i mean yeah um for, for instance right people <laughs> okay <laughs> people always say that like i like nothing but light-skinned dudes right which isn't true it was at one point right but i feel like my like okay so let me do this malik what is your type what do you think your type is my type so the type of guys that i'm like attracted to i guess Yes. So, what, what do you? What's your type? My, t- you know, my type is. Uh, I like chocolate drops like me generally, you know that that's my type. Uh, I you know I just like, you know. Okay, like so a, I'm gonna like stop you there. Yeah, I'm gonna stop you there. I don't think that's a type. I well, think that's what you prefer. That's a preference. Yeah. So what's your what's so your my type? type? 
great call out. My type is um, hardworking. Um, mm-hmm. I love people that have great work ethics because I have a great work eth- work ethic. You know, Mother mm-hmm. Beyonce taught me all about that. And my, my <laughs> own biological mother, Sharetta, shout out to you, girl. Um, so definitely people that have a strong work ethic, people that are creatives, you know. I like people that just know how to go out and get it from whatever avenue it is. Um, and I think the third quality... communication and honesty you know Mm, like you know really knowing how to actually it's just so crazy like the guy that i'm dating we were we we were getting ready to like um actually i'm not gonna talk about that (laughs) but (laughs) but don't tell all you right i I said actually i'm not gonna talk about that but so I just like hard workers. I like people that yeah. that know how to communicate and that want to communicate honestly. And I also um, really like people that are creatives and that you know know how to put fashionable things together, whether it's in you know home decor or whether it's in you know the fashion industry. Like I, that, that's what I like. Those are the three things that I think I'm drawn to. Okay. So now, what do you think your preferences are? Well, I prefer someone to be active, you know, to have an athletic body like I do. Mm -hmm. Um, I would prefer someone to, you know, you know, have clear skin like I do. (laughs) Um, You know, so I would, you know, like those are my preferences. But here's the thing. I think that our preferences are sometimes Uh rooted in biasness, right? And... Uh Ooh, this is going to be such a good discussion. So I try, so I try really hard to like look at the person as a whole instead of being so like checklisty, like, oh, they have to have this, they have to have that, they have to have that, mm-hmm. but look at the person as a whole and, you know, you have to do, the only way that you, that, that you truly can look at someone whole is if you get to know them first without, right. um, you know, prejudging them based on their appearance, you know, and the way they present themselves, essentially. Okay. So, I'm not going to get into myself just yet. I want to, to backpedal and pussy pop just a little bit. Um, one of the things that influenced this, this topic was there was a thread going around on Twitter that um, was pretty popular where a gentleman by the name of, he calls himself Tizza, a.k.a. like Sizza, but with a T. <laughs> um, <laughs> and his, his Twitter is Twanster, T-W-O-N-E-S-T-E-R-R. And the thread reads as follows. Dating preferences, quote unquote, in the queer community are super toxic and discriminatory. It makes for dating in the queer world super tough. And here's why a thread. I'm not going to read the entire thread because who has the time? Um, But the first two tweets say there are a large number of gay men who, who shame other gay men under this guise of preference. For example, I would never date gay men who wear makeup, who are flamboyant, any form of femininity. These are not preferences. These are examples of internalized homophobia. Quote, wait, I don't hate gay men. I'm gay myself. This, de- this don't make, uh, I'm sorry. This don't make you a bad person or implying that you hate gay men because we've subconsciously have learned. We subconsciously have learned. I'm trying not to read it how it's written. Um, no shade. <laughs> to be biased towards queer people since we were young. However, it does push forth a rejection of femininity to be undesirable. 
Um, the last tweet I'm going to read from it says, These biases can really be unlearned. They take a time... They take time and a conscious effort. It won't happen overnight, but more. But the more we recognize that these things exist, the more we can be ready to change the way we think and look at people for people and not everything else. Um, <laughs> what? How do you feel about that? Well, I think it's true. I do think that. Um, I mean, we we know that that's true. I mean, just look at the way that we grew up. I mean, you can't go into a barber shop. I can go to a barbershop growing up as a child without, you know, hearing a million gay slurs about the way I talk or the way I walk. So obviously, you know, there's just there's this 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 automatic fuck you to anything that's feminine within our community. And so obviously these those rules and those um that rhetoric is poured into our community and it becomes dating standards. Like, it becomes law. Like, you know, gay... There, there, there's some gay men that hate anything feminine. And it's, it, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's really, I think, preposterous that the way that we treat and talk to each other when it comes to our, you know, queer queer brothers that are, you know, that have these feminine traits, because we all have these feminine traits, but it's like, we, we literally create these these, like, this classism within our community and it's like oh you're feminine you are makeup um i'm better than you you know you don't mm-hmm. you don't deserve love like you know so we we literally take we make desirability hate essentially like we we literally take um these biased things that that were taught at a really young age and we continue to preach that and make that law within our community within our community and it's like it should be the total opposite. Like, we really should be embracing each other and saying, hey, that's beautiful. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and I mean, and, and it's really... Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. Desirability is is exclusive to, to, to people. Like, you, you can't... Okay. Just because someone doesn't desire something in you does not mean they hate it. Or hate you. Because me, personally, I don't... I don't 100% agree with with that thread only because I feel like we hear this argument often about um, from feminine gay men stating that like there's this huge internalized homophobia against feminine, you know, feminine gay men and da, 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 da. And me personally, I think a lot of that comes from men's issues with entitlement. I feel like a lot of men that are feminine feel entitled to these men that aren't attracted to them and they take that rejection and they turn that into more than what it is um and hear me out on this there's definitely internalized homophobia in the gay community but me not wanting mac on my back doesn't mean i have internalized homophobia i just don't like feminine men but why like, not i so i think because, i think hold on, hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on i you're attracted to what you're attracted to you like men with clear skin. You like men uh, that are physically fit. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you can't say those two things to check off are okay, but me or someone else checking off femininity is not okay. I'm not natural. Now, I love feminine men as friends. We can be homies. If somebody tries you, it's run up, get done up. I will protect you at all costs. However, that doesn't mean I have to be attracted to you. 
you're not entitled to my attraction just because you are a man. That's like when your your <laughs> your friend finds out, or your auntie, or somebody finds out you're gay, and they're like, "Oh, I, I have someone for you." No, you don't have someone for me because you don't know my type. I'm not attracted to that person. You don't know my preferences. I'm not attracted to that person. And I feel like a lot of the people, and the, I think the funny thing is, a lot of the people that make that argument, a lot of the feminine men that make that argument, aren't attracted to feminine men. They're not. You want a certain type of man, and because one or two of those men don't want you, you all of a sudden feel like you can stand in a place and say, hey, 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 you have to be attracted to me, or you're only attracted to me because society taught you not to be. Maybe I'm just not attracted to you. Like, we need to seriously consider the fact that some people just aren't attracted to femininity in their, in their partners. It doesn't, I mean, I know, I understand that femininity does not make you any less or more of a man i'm fully i fully understand and honestly i think the dopest thing about being gay or being queer is the fact that we naturally tap into both masculine and feminine energy i've always said that i've always stood firmly in the fact that i think that's what makes gay people like unicorns because unlike heterosexual males they can't naturally tap into femininity it's something that they have to do and when they do that they feel like it's performative whereas for us queer people queer men especially our you know, femininity kind of flows through us naturally. It's something that we innately tap into. Masculinity, same. So I don't think you necessarily are. It, I don't think it's a case of. Now here is when I I will say it's internalized homophobia. If homeboy is on the timeline talking about oh uh, he don't fuck with sissies and and you know them them you know niggas that wear makeup da 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 all that and then all of a sudden it's it's one a.m. and broop. <laughs> and he's in your inbox trying to fuck that to me is internalized homophobia that to me is, is someone that has an issue with femininity on a societal base and only once or, or less after you in in the sexual form but doesn't care for doesn't care you know won't bring you around won't walk with you in public although that to me is internalized homophobia but if i just do not desire you it's not because if that's the case if all these gays that are, are lusting after men that are in shape are is that like internalized fat phobia or or do they just like men that live the same lifestyle that they do or look like they do that are are, are more fit or more in shape i i don't think those are discussions that we're having and i the reason why i wanted to 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 read that thread is cuz i wanted to bring it back to that whole no fats no femmes argument because I personally, as someone that, you know, was fat and still a little thick, I don't think it's, I mean, it, it is an ugly thing to say no fats, no femmes. And me personally, I would never say something like that. It, it's, it's just not necessary to state, in my personal opinion. However, I don't think there's anything wrong with someone that wants someone that's in good shape. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially as someone that has lost 90, almost 100 pounds. I know how hard it is to, to attain a certain type of figure and a certain type of body. I know how hard it is to keep it up. And for a lot of people, it is genetic and they they eat whatever they want to and they just happen to have abs. They, you know, drink a ton. They eat trash. They work out once every two weeks, um, all that stuff. And they happen to be in great shape. Shout out to their metabolism. Shout out to their genetics. 
fine. But for a lot of people who curtail their life to look a certain kind of way, who make sure that they, they do their two hours at the gym, they make sure they eat clean, mm-hmm. they make sure they, they go jogging, they make sure they do all these things, for them to want someone with that same work ethic, that same, that same drive um, in regards to their physical appearance, I think it's their right to want that. I don't think they're in the wrong for that. Now, again, if you are, you know, Mr. Gym Dude and you fucking with thick niggas on the side, uh, which is another argument I want to have one day, this whole thick versus fat thing, because a lot of y'all say you're thick and you're not, you're fat. Um, it's okay, <laughs> just own it. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to be, like, shady. Just say you're fat. I'm fat. It's fine. It, it doesn't have to be a word that hurts. It's, you know, we've made it sting, but... This you're not thick if you're like eighty pounds overweight. That's not thick. It's just not. Um, oh, I'm probably gonna get so much hate for the, for all this shit. But I just have to say, I just wanted to make those, those those few points. I don't necessarily think it's internalized homophobia, right? And I think we need to a, a lot of because the thing. Men have entitlement issues from the jump. Like we're just born with them. Society has been catered to men. Um, whether you're black or not, I mean, if you're black, of course, you know, things are far less, you know, curated for us, but society has taught men, regardless of, of, of your, your sexual orientation, that you are entitled to things. You are entitled to sex. You're entitled to, to being desirable. You're entitled to bodies. Um, and we're not. And I think a lot of people need to, to understand that you're not entitled title to someone just because you are attracted to them your attraction to that person has absolutely nothing to do with their attraction to you absolutely nothing <clears throat> so i hear what you're saying and i, and I think the mm-hmm. bigger question is whenever we make decisions we have to ask the why like what's mm-hmm. making us make these decisions so for example i lost i personally lost weight because i was fat and i felt right. like i wasn't desirable and mm-hmm. in order for me to become more desirable, I had to lose weight. And right. I lost weight because of what society says. You have to be, you know, 180 pounds, you know, or whatever. Like, you, 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 you know, you have to have a six-pack. You have to be skinny. That's the only mm-hmm. way you're going to find love. And I mm-hmm. think that it's important to understand that I did those things. It's like a lot of, it's like millions of other Americans lose weight because of what society says. And then, you know... There's just so many different intersections of uh, of it, and so I'm just looking at I'm looking at it from the perspective of like, okay, so if I lose weight, then you'll like me. If I if I if I get on the phone with a deep voice, then you'll like me. So it's like all mm-hmm. these like we, we continue to like curve ourselves to fit this image of acceptance because that's what's being spewed by man. Man, of course we know that men are privileged and men are the reason why we hate femininity. Men are the reason why we hate fat. And so it's like when you put them two together, it's being it's literally being driven by men who say this is the standard this is what it should look like and i just think that's like i think i think it's bullshit i don't i think that you know you have to look at the the why you're doing things why are you doing this why are you making these decisions why don't you like this you may not like this because it was just programmed in you not to like it and i'm not saying that 
it's that way for every situation. But I do mm-hmm. think not, I do think five out of ten, maybe six out of ten times, it's generally because of what people are gonna think. And and that I can actually agree with. I do think a lot of people when we get into relationships or I'm sorry, not when we get into relationships, but when we're seeking out significant others, a part of that is is this person good enough for my you know for the optics. Yes. Right? Will what, will people What are they gonna think? Are, what are they gonna say? Right. Will I be judged? Like all of those things right. matter. Will, do people approve of who I'm dating? Exactly. Do they desire mm-hmm. who I'm dating, right? Mm-hmm. All those things are, are factual. But I think the one thing that we're we're forgetting is that there are like you said, there are intersections of people that care for these things. There's guys that like bigger guys. There's guys that only date feminine guys. 100% only date feminine guys. So as someone that's not feminine, can I therefore be mad at that person that doesn't desire someone that's more masculine? If if I was to get on Twitter and be like, I mean, I'm not that I'm the most masculine person in the world, because I'm not, but if, if I was to get on Twitter and be like, what the fuck? Y'all out here, you know, chasing after these makeup wearing, you know, sissies in heels, get with a real nigga. Hmm. Like, I, there would be tons of backlash. <laughs> there, there would be, there would be shade would be thrown. I would, I would get red. People would like it. Would be, it would be all of that, right? So why is it? And and, and and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I think so many men are uncomfortable with their own femininity, despite them stating that they 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 are comfortable in it. So many people, but and 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 honestly, I think that's where the internalized homophobia comes in, and it's not discussed. So many of these feminine men, so, so many feminine men know that society does not approve of their femininity. So when they something or someone rejects that side of them, they lash out or they feel like, you know, that person is only doing so because society has taught them to. And like I said, that's definitely a valid case. But I feel like there's also a case where people just aren't attracted to certain things like you just aren't. This, because, like I said, a lot of the guys that are feminine do not like feminine men. A lot of the guys that are feminine want their guy to, ooh, they want trade. They want, you know, a, a dreadhead with a body. They, they give me like they have all these things that they desire that they want, they lust after. But the minute that one thing that they have isn't approved of, there's an issue, and I feel like it's counterproductive, and I also feel like it's a little lazy that we just continue to to act like. Not even lazy. That that's the wrong. It, it's unrealistic to act like everyone is going to be attracted to everyone, because we're not. Agree. Everyone isn't going to be attracted to you. Everyone isn't the same way. Everyone isn't going to love you like you want to be your best friend. Everyone isn't going to be attracted. They always say there's someone better looking. There's someone smarter. There's someone you know more. Attra- All those things that you know society says. Um, but if if you're fine with who you are and you're fine with what's going on you know where you at you shouldn't be as insecure about whether the one one man that you're feeling does not isn't feeling you because of your feminine traits because there are men that are are chasing after that there are men that are demanding that so i I kind of feel like it's a situation where we all kind of need to learn to get in where we fit in and and definitely combat the ones that are bashing femininity in, in, in public and then trying to holler at you in your DMs. Those are the culprits. <laughs> those are the ones that we need to call out. Those are the ones that need to be held to the to the flame. And those are the ones, in my personal opinion, 
that that need to work on their their internalized homophobia issues. But for the for the rest of us out here, that's just like you, my brother. I love you. And if one of these hetero niggas try it, it's 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 you know what I mean. They they getting two. Yeah, it's two on one. But outside of that, I, I think we need to stop trying to shame everyone into. And also, there's a lot. Like I said, there's a lot of people that I kind of feel like stand in that argument. You know the whole no fats no femmes argument because they know it's it's politically correct but they don't live that lifestyle because like I said you don't want a femme dude and you're definitely not dating somebody with roles you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna pick the guy that's 50 pounds overweight versus the guy that has abs and you know a gym body the majority of us aren't I mean even Malik even you just said you want someone that's physically fit and you have every right to want that in a partner because you're physically fit you've made the, the lifestyle changes you've had that that determination you've had that drive you've made that choice so it's i think it's your right to want someone else that has also made that choice absolutely and you know what i'm saying is yes i did make that choice but i also made that choice around what i was taught like growing up like being shamed by society by society because i was overweight so i did everything that i could to fit in and now that I'm just older, I'm able to make a conscious decision to change my thinking around desirability and to say, hey, in the past, my desirability was based in biasness, based on how I was raised and the things that I was taught. Like, so I just think that. So, I, OK, so so can we hold you accountable to that thing? You can you absolutely can hold me. I'm, I'm holding myself accountable by by okay. by by thinking differently and, and, and talking about it on this show by saying, hey, listen, this is how I've thought in the past. And the things that I've done to change that is to be kinder to my body and to love my body more and say, hey, listen, no, 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 no. not your body. See, that's the thing. Not your body. Well, well it's other well, bodies. It starts with your significant other's body. It starts with my body, and and the reason why it starts with my body is because you you, you only can you you're only going to treat others the way you treat yourself, and so the reason why I say it starts with my body is because I lost I changed my body to to fit what others wanted me to be or what others mm-hmm. said I should be. And so now I'm changing my thinking around, hey, this is my body. It's going to look however it's going to look. I love it. Um, and, and I love it because I'm taking care of it. B- because, right. you know, I this, this time around, I lost weight in a more healthy way. And so I just right. think it's all about, you know, really changing the way you see things. And, and, and again, asking yourself, why do I think this? And if you think something, if you're making decisions based off of society and, and based off of essentially the optics, then it's bias. Then it is. Right. Uh, it's kind of. And if it's not biased, it's. And 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 if it's not biased, then it's just your preference. But the... actually, I wasn't even going to say that. I was trying to think of the word, but I completely went blank. Oh. I, if it's not biased, it's at least superficial. For sure. There we go. So I'm glad we we've discussed that. The next thing that I wanted to get into is, like I said, the whole type versus preference argument. So what do you think has influenced your type and what do you think has influenced your preferences? So what what has influenced my type? Um, obviously, you know, my parents, you know, um, 
seeing their marriage, seeing how it went. You know, there there are certain characteristics that I was looking for within a partner. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, honestly, it's really funny because before I wouldn't date feminine guys because I thought that they were weaker. They couldn't, they couldn't be providers. They couldn't be... Um, you know, like they can't be providers, they can't be protectors, all those things. So, like, is, is that something you used to look for as far as a type goes? So, or is that something you still look forward? That's what I'm, I want to get, I want to be like direct, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, I do look for that, but now, like, like the guy I'm dating now, some people would look at him and say he's feminine, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, before I may have not pursued him or been interested in him because of of my biased thinking and when I was able to really turn that around and say hey the characteristics that I'm looking for the type of person that I'm looking for these are just these are just behaviors you know and these right. behaviors aren't linked to masculinity or femininity these behaviors are right. linked to people's character and there you go and so for me I was able to really reshape how I felt about dating because I wasn't looking for all of these superficial bias, societal optics things. Like I didn't care about that stuff anymore. All I cared about was like, you make me feel really good. You make me feel empowered. You make me feel like I can do anything. You are a protector and you just so happen to be a little bit more feminine to to whatever, you know? So that's how I kind of look at it now. You know what that is, Malik? What? Growth. <laughs> Seriously, it is growth. And, yeah. and you know, like the thread you read earlier, I mean, it's something that people can get past, but it's literally right. about just being uncomfortable. Like, people decide to continue to move the way they move literally because uh-huh. they're afraid. They're afraid mm-hmm, that definitely. people are going to judge them. They're afraid of what... Like, literally, the worst thing you can say to stop yourself from doing something is what are people going to say? Like that phrase literally kills a million dreams a day. And people Absolutely. and people will they won't move because they literally are afraid of what people are going to think and what they're going to say and being judged. And I think once people are able to change the narrative that's in their mind, they will be happy. And they may end up with a feminine man or a guy that wears makeup because maybe those things won't matter to them anymore. Okay, I I I one thousand percent agree. Um, but back to the question that I asked: <laughs> Who or what influenced your type? Like, what would you say your type is? Who influenced it? And what would you say your preferences are? And who influenced those things? My, so my parents influence influence my type for sure. How how how? I mean, just just seeing just seeing their marriage, just seeing what my mom liked about my dad and then seeing those same qualities within me. You know, you talked about how, you know, your family is is an entrepreneur. My dad started a company 25, 20 years ago. And when he passed away, my mom kept it going. You know, so um, just the type of person that she is, again, her work ethic. You know, she's a hustler. My dad was a hustler. So those are things that I'm looking for within my partner. Those are the things that I'm going to like. As far as preferences, you know, my dad was, when he was my age, he had a similar do, build. Do you think, do you think, not to be weird, but do you think your dad, 
Because you know how some people are, they say some people are attracted to their, their parents, or they're, not they're attracted to their parents, but their significant other is like a reflection of their parent. Do you think the type of men you date is a reflection of your father in any way? Absolutely, for sure. Um, okay, cool. You know, when it, like, you know, my dad was a super stylish guy. He was the first black man to work, to work in Brooks Brothers in Atlanta. So you know he was fly as fuck. Um, <laughs> you know, so he was super fly. He was super just fit. And that's just how I am. And so the guy that I'm, you know, the guys that I date, they're the same way. So absolutely, you know, that's how they influence my type and my preference because of the people that they are and and the things that they liked, I liked. And I saw those same qualities within me, but also, you, you know, yeah. So that, that is how I was influenced about type. And preference for my parents, just watching them, being around them, listening to them, and then seeing the commonalities that that they that, that I shared with them. Okay, good. I wanted to ask this question because I remember on Twitter, people used to always ask the question like, "Do you think the kind of men you're attracted to is a reflection of your father?" And I used to always be like, "Ew, what? Like, what kind of state? Like, no, absolutely not. Niggas are like are nothing like my dad. I like old raggedy, tattooed, dangerous. You know." type of niggas and my father is nothing like that my father has not a single tattoo my father is you know extremely ambitious he's extremely you know intelligent he's hard working and da 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 and I never used to to see the correlation um I used to always think I was like a unicorn like oh no because like a lot of other people would agree but the older that I've gotten the more I realize no (laughs) like a lot of what I look for in a significant other other does come from my father. Like, my father has completely influenced the type of man that I want to date. Because, and part of it is, is, oh, okay, I was a little spoiled growing up. A little, a little spoiled growing <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> my, my father always made sure and it sounds bad but my father always made sure i got what i asked for and he always made sure i'm kind of you know i always joke and say that i'm like a a daddy's girl (laughs) because my i'm the kind of i was blessed enough to have a father that like i said was successful and created his own business and i could you know go to my dad and say i want this and i would get it or i can go to my dad and say you know i want to go here and he would make it happen or whatever the case may be like if i needed to go on a field trip I had more than enough money to go on a field trip. If I needed to take a, you know, go somewhere, like I wasn't allowed to get a job until I was 20 because my father just didn't want me to work. He took care of all my bills, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not saying that I'm looking for that in a person because I am my father's son. I'm full, I'm very ambitious. I'm extremely hardworking. I provide for myself now. My parents don't, you know, take care of any of my bills. I actually pay my mother's phone bill. Shout out to me because I'm grown. Um, I pay my mom's like, phone bill too. <laughs> Look at this, um, but like, yeah, I'm 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 a lot of that, and I think because of that, like, there was a person that I was talking to months ago, and I was attracted to him up until I found out how, like, financially inept he was, and and when I say that, I don't mean he was broke or anything because I'm not rich, but he just was like frivolous with his money like he bragged to me about spending $150 on weed but then needed $20 for gas like (laughs) I'm sorry sir it's I'm not impressed if you're spending $150 on weed but then you're saying damn you wish you had $20 because you need gas like there's (laughs) someone you know what I mean like there's an issue there you need to be more conscious of your your finances um but 
that I, I realized I came to the realization that a lot of what influenced my my type is my father. Now, there's definitely things that I like in a person that my father isn't. Um, I like someone that's more outgoing. I think because I am reserved. I'm you know I'm pretty chill in person. Like I'm very relaxed. I'm to myself. I you know I'm I'm kind of the strong silent type. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, until I, until I'm comfortable around you, then I'm you know goofy and I'm fun. But in, in, in for the most part, I, I, I do kind of find it really attractive when someone can walk into a room and own the room. And I'm not saying do the most. Somebody that walks into the room and feel like they need to be seen, that's not what I'm attracted to at all. Someone that can just genuinely walk in the room, they don't got to speak. But people just think, you know, the energy just like naturally shifts to them. And you're like, oh, okay. It's like something about the way they carry themselves is just like, you know what I mean? Like it's just there. So that that... Um, is something that I'm trying to. I will also say, my preferences has definitely changed how, as I've gotten older. Um, when I was younger, and I and I can say this, I I don't know what why. Um, I don't personally think it's a, a societal thing, but I've always I used to always prefer lighter skinned people. Why? My okay, I'm gonna break it down. My my girlfriend in middle school was light skinned. My girlfriend in elementary school was light skinned. I had a white girlfriend in elementary school too. <laughs> it was South Florida. Don't judge me. <laughs> um, and then when I started like resting my you know eyes on men, they were all a caramel lighter skinned. And I used to definitely say like, oh, it it has something to do with like the fact that I had issues with colorism. I hated being dark skinned um, when I was growing up. Da da da. I I could take that easy route out and say that. But I don't honestly. I don't necessarily think that's it because I, I think some things are just genuinely ingrained in us. Like, and that sounds wild to say, but like I, for example, my my dad's side of the family always tells me that I look just like my great grandmother. That's who I resemble because if you see my parents and you see me, you probably think, "Where the fuck <laughs> did he come from?" Because I'm darker than my parents. Um, I don't look like either one of them. I, I'm kind of built like my father, but I don't really look like i don't have the, the same nose the same lips like my mother is light with like eurocentric features you know your you know, european nose like all that stuff i i'm a nigga like i'm i'm dark i have you know ethnic nose like all that i look like my great-grandmother now what does my great-grandfather look like that nigga's high yellow with gray eyes <laughs> like lit <laughs> like we me and, me and grams got the same type my mom oh i want to ask you this too being that we're gay like i i i want to ask you do you think your mom's type is your type yes okay yes me and my mother have the absolute opposite i nothing absolute my my mother like nothing about my mom's type is my type nothing (laughs) like nothing and i've always found it funny because my brother my, I always say my brother has my dad's type because his girlfriend and my mom are like two peas in a pod. Like they short, light skinned. Um, they're built, you know, kind of shapely. Like they, if you look at my, my brother's wife and my mom, you'd be like, oh, okay, I get where your attraction to this kind of woman comes from because your father has that same taste. You're, you're like you're attracted to your mother essentially, right? But I don't feel like I'm the, that you. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel like it's been passed down to me to be attracted to what I'm attracted to. And, like, I feel like there's so many people that 
ha- I feel like following the same, you know, the same mind frame. Like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it per se, but because it sounds weird to be like, it's genetic why I, I prefer. But anyway, like I was saying earlier, as I've gotten older, my preferences have changed. Now, I'm attracted to pretty much anyone. As long as you're my type, which is why I wanted to specify the difference between type and preference, because I've gotten to the place where, like, my type outweighs what I prefer by a ton. Like, I could I can find someone attractive, but if you don't have the things that I like in a significant other, I'm not going to be attracted to you. That's why, like, I always say, I follow a bunch of gorgeous men, and I don't want to sleep with any of them because they're not my, my type. They might have things that I that I used to prefer, but they're not my type. Like, I'm just not attracted to you. And the reason why I, I started kind of resting in this, my, you know, this, this thought process of type versus preference is, like I said, as I got older, I found myself being far more attracted to people. And I was like, why am I attracted to, like, this person? You know what I mean? Like, Nothing about them is my quote-unquote type. And then I started to realize, actually, no, you make me laugh. You know, you, you're secure in, in your manhood. You see, hard, you're hardworking. You carry a good conversation. Like, those, that's my type. Yeah. You know, you might not be 6'5". It's okay. You're 5'10". It's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's okay. You you might not be. You might not look like you just got out of jail. You know, because I I used to have a thing. I used to always say like my type is like the retired hood nigga. Like you're not still you're not still selling drugs, but like you might have in your past life, and like you went to jail for a year and came out and turned your life around, and now you're like a lawyer. You know what I mean? Like that. That would be like. That's what I used to be like. That's my type. Like I like a, a, a just a little bit of thug, but now I've got a to the corporate thug. The, a corporate thug, a corporate exactly. Thug. Yeah, yeah. Oh, roughneck with some sense. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, is there anything else that I want to get into? Oh, before I forget, whoo! This is also a hot topic um, that I saw on social media, and I wanted to, to bring it into this discussion. Do you bring to the table what you expect from a significant other? Or from you, from your significant others, if you're dating multiple people, because I feel like so many people want things out of a relationship or want things out of a person that they don't have and can't provide. They want someone that's like, um, you know, rich, or they want someone that is like, you know, has this perfect body, but they never go to the gym. Uh, they want someone that has five degrees, but they only have one. They want someone that like is this person that they aren't aren't anything close to and i kind of feel like it's unrealistic to to build a real relationship with someone if you're going into it you know how they say it's 50 50 yeah you know a relationship is 50 50 if that person had if you're requiring a person to have 50 but you only have 25 is that fair no it's not fair i mean i think that you know my personal mission statement is never actually something that you can't provide provide on your own that's it um that's it that's it for me but i do think that closed mouth closed mouths don't get fed you know Ooh, that's a good point and so if you want something that you don't have sis by all means go ahead and ask for it but be prepared 
for whatever answer or whatever, you know, for however it goes, just be ready for it. So I don't think there's anything wrong with asking for something that you may not have right now. But I Uh do, I do think, I do think you do need to question if you keep asking for things that you don't have and the answer is the same answer over and over again, you may need to step back and do some self-reflection and understand why isn't it happening for you quite yet? What is the disconnect? Why is it not coming through? Like, I mean, prime example, I mean, when I was dating multiple people a a few years back, you know, there were things like, I, I couldn't I couldn't attract guys who were good communicators because I sucked at communication. Mm. So I think that you know you have. How can I attract someone with money? <laughs> bitch, you gotta you, you gotta you gotta find the right happy hours. I, I got, you, gotta, you gotta find I the right bars, the, the right the right got, after hours to be at, the right socials. They're there. I'm joking. I'm not. What they say? Follow follow the, follow the money. <laughs> Listen, and, and that's also because I see, and I, I think, okay, I'll say this much. I think with the whole bringing something to the table that, that you expect from your significant others, I think there can be a balance. For example, if someone has a lot of money, but they're not necessarily the best looking person, they might be looking for a good looking person that, that doesn't have a lot of money, right? Potentially, like we see, potentially. We see, we see these, a lot of people that end up in relationships and they're, and we're like, how the fuck did you end up with that person? But then we're like, oh, that person has money. Or, oh, that person has access. So do you think it's, it's, is that like a fair trade then? That like, you know, I, you don't have the six pack, but you have the six bands. Like, you don't well, have, I mean, it's definitely, <laughs> you don't have it's definitely the, a fair trade the, if you agree on that, you know. But again, right. I think you have to ask yourself the question, why does it matter? I mean, here's right. the thing. I'm a man and I have access to a lot of things that you know, that other guys I've dated did not have access to. And you really have to, like, ask yourself again, okay, am I dating this person because I have authority and power over them? Or Ooh. am I dating this person because I really like them? And I also think... That's a good point. And I also think, like, the whole no fats, no fans argument kind of goes into this, too. It is, like, mm-hmm. a power exchange. Like, you know, I'm I'm not gonna... I'm not going to pick you because I can, because society tells me that I'm better than you because I have a better body, because I'm not feminine. Mm. So I'm not going to date can you. I, can I be very honest about something? Sure. So, for anyone that doesn't know, I've never been in a relationship. I don't utilize apps. I'm not sexually active, da da da, da all that, all that, all that, all that, right? I'll tell you all my business, right? A lot, one of the main reasons that I never partook in, in like, hookup apps, I still don't, um find them pretty cringy um i mean to each their own i'm not judging do you i've been on there before you know but it's just not where i want to be right now i feel like a lot of bigger guys in these situations end up being you know like the last kid picked for kickball yeah and i feel like a lot of them end up and 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 i know there's gonna be like one or two people actually our show is not that popping Maybe this episode will go viral. Niggas will listen. Then I'll have a bunch of niggas in my mentions like, I'm big. I'm, you know, no, excuse me. I'm thick. And, you know, I still get dick. Da, 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 right? Shout out to you. Dick is in abundance. Almost anyone can get it if they're patient enough. True. But I feel like there's a difference between someone willing to have sex with you and someone wanting a relationship with you, right? And I feel like 
a lot of a lot of especially guys, with men. I mean, men will fuck anything, anything, any fucking thing. And I feel like a lot of men, especially bigger men, and probably the same thing with feminine men. I feel like y'all probably have the same same issue. Whereas, actually, I don't know. I don't know. But what I'll say, especially for bigger for bigger men, I feel like there 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 isn't a desire for them us because i'm still a big ish um not that big. but i feel like there, there there's an issue where like a lot of a lot of guys end up being like the last choice and i and i want to say like there was a there was a um oh there was a gay web series i don't remember what it's called but it was atlanta based it wasn't that popular at all um, and I'm only stating that because is it like the um, is it called Chasing Atlanta that show? No, 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 and that's exactly why I said it wasn't that popular because I know people are gonna try and think about it. It literally had a few hundred views, and I watched it. This was all of 2012, 2013. Got it. But there's a scene in there where this fine dude, um, he goes over this guy's house because he wants to hook up with him, right? The guy. I guess he had been hooking up with the guy for, for quite some time. And the guy's roommate was this big guy, was this fat guy. And the guy isn't home. He didn't know that, he, you know, they had like a regular hookup thing. And, of course, it was like 2 a.m. in the in the series. Um, he goes over there and he's like, the dude, you know, his roommate answers the door instead of the guy. And I'll, I'll never forget it. The dude is like, yo, uh, is so-and-so home? And he's like, oh, um... He went out. I, I'm not sure what time he'll be back. Something to that degree. Um, anyway, the episode goes on. They're in the living room watching TV together, and time is passing. And the 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 fat guy now has always like romanticized this guy. He's always wanted an opportunity with him. He's always you know wanted a relationship with him. He's always kind of been secretly crushing on his roommate's hookup buddy. Right. And the dude you know, can feel the energy. The fine dude is, you know, he can feel the energy and he looks at the dude and he's just like, all right, suck my dick. And the fat guy does it. And at one point, the fat guy goes to kiss him and he like pushes him down. He's like, nah, this ain't that kind of situation, nigga. And for me, it was so cringeworthy because I, and and trust me, I know there's fat guys out there that pull all types of niggas. I'm not asking y'all to jump in my my mentions and verify or justify a nigga with abs that's feeling you. Like I said, they exist. I know this. But I kind of feel, and that's for me is why I stayed away from, from dating apps and all those kind of things because I felt like I never wanted to be that person. Yeah. I never wanted to be someone's last. Like, if you're going to fuck with me, you're going to fuck with me because I'm the shit. Not because there's no other option and I might as well throw my dick in that direction. You know what I mean? So, I don't know where I stem, where that came from. But I just wanted to mention it in regards <laughs> to this whole, whole thing. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm sure that... I'm sure that if you are someone that doesn't feel desired and isn't affirmed and doesn't feel beautiful, um, you know, the, the minute you get around someone that you are into... And, and 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 I also think that sometimes sometimes we're into things because someone else told us we should be, you know, and like literally just understanding that sometimes you really are like in a really like uh, a lonely 
fucked up, like, hey, I just want, I'll take anything. Like, at that point, like, I'm sure that guy right. from that show was like, damn, like, I, I, I've been wanting it for so long. Um, he just that did, he was willing to take it from any. He was willing to take it, like he just was willing right. to take it. It's like it's just nah, B. Yeah, nah. Yeah. Listen, I, I always listen. I always tell people I'm really glad that I'm Jamaican because I might have all the insecurities in the world, but one thing I am is prideful. Right, yeah. being Jamaican, and I say that specifically in regards to being Jamaican because Jamaicans are known to be like the most prideful people in the world. We love our our pe- our land. We love our people, and we love ourselves tenfold. Even if we we were like having a shitty moment, and we hate like like it's so it's I think it's it, that's it, I think that's so funny when it comes to to and I know it's not just Jamaicans. I'm sure there's like a ton of other people like that. But I always related to being Jamaican because like I, even my I was having a, a conversation with my cousin the other day, and she was talking about how like which we were talking about dating and stuff, and she, you know she was like, man. These niggas be playing games, da 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 da, and, and she was talking about how the guy she's she's talking to is kind of like treating her in that situation where it's like he's not necessarily trying to 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 build, you know have a real relationship with her, but he's just cool with fucking, and she's not cool with that situation, and she was like, you know, she had to tell that nigga like, despite whatever you might think my worth is, I'm Jamaican, so it's tenfold. <laughs> like, <laughs> you might you might think one thing, but like I feel another way, so. I don't know. That's that. I don't think I have anything else to say in regards to this topic. I feel like we've talked long. We've discussed it at length. Uh, we might have missed a few points. I probably am going to think of something that I want to say in regards to this. So it might be a part two. We <laughs> might delve deeper into it. If you guys have any questions in, re- in regards to this and you want us to address them, please let me know. Um, you can reach out to me at Vaughn at Grown Up Gay. Without the G, of course. Grown Up Gay. Um, dot com, or you can reach out to Malik at Malik at grownupgay.com and let us know. But for now, we're going to take a quick little commercial break. I hope we've been able to keep you entertained thus far. If so, you can reach out to us for any questions, comments, and concerns at Vaughn at grownupgay.com or Malik at grownupgay.com. You can actually email these shows. Uh, personal email with any questions or show topics or anything you'd like for us to discuss if you want to sponsor us qtr marie right here at growing up gay podcast at gmail.com and that growing has a g in it so growing up gay podcast at gmail.com now let's get into the next topic all right so we're back with the wind down uh for those that don't know the wind down is the segment where we kind of discuss light topics, things that we don't necessarily care too much about or we aren't necessarily invested in, but for the sake of, you know, fun, we're going to discuss them. Um, the first thing up for this week is Omarosa. Oh, and Omarosa. Y'all's is president, um, the nigga with the orange skin. Um, Omarosa, uh, Omarosa released, is releasing her book correct yes yeah so so omarosa has a book it came out uh i think i didn't even know it came out already yeah 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 it came out yesterday i think so it's called uh unhinged an insider in an insider's account of the trump white house um omarosa has also been doing a lot of press a press tour recently over the past few days um she has also uh released some audios some some audio that includes General Kelly, President Trump, um, along with other high-level 
um, people within his within his administration. Um, and you know, this whole thing that, that the, the big thing now is that apparently there's a tape from 2003 around the around the Apprentice time where President Trump uses the N word a million times to to refer to some of his. Uh, brown skin um, apprentice castmates and so it's just been like a lot of shit going on you know people are questioning Omarosa's integrity they're questioning her just everything you know but I think the one thing I can appreciate about Omarosa is that she owns her shit Um, I've been watching a lot of well I mean if you're drowning in it you don't really have a choice well you know I look at it like this I'm, I mean, if you're covered in shit and you decide to spray a little perfume, you still gonna smell like shit, girl. That's true. So that's she only true. got a choice. That's true. But I just can I can appreciate that she's saying, "Hey, listen, I was complicit with the bullshit. I was in it. I was there. I know I fucked up. And I think that you know I'm here to give Omarosa not a second chance. I'm here to hear her out. And then at that point, I can make my decision. I bought the book. It'll be here tomorrow. Shout out to Emma. You bought the book? I bought the book because I'm a reader. Oh, I'm a reader, as you know. Um, I bought the book, so I can't wait. I can't wait till it comes. Shout out to Amazon Prime. It'll be here tomorrow. And I had a discount, so it was, I, it was only $12, and it was a hardback. Um, but the, book, <laughs> the book's on that, sale. That, it's six, you know what that reminded me of? What? Paperback Toya. Paperback motherfucking Toya. Oh yeah, come on. I don't buy no goddamn paperback books unless it's not. Oh, okay, Michelle is so messy. But uh, the book's out. Go get it if you're interested in what Omar was talking about. Did he call her a dog? He called her a fucking dog. He called her a lowlife dog. And I think that's just, I think it's just despicable anytime. Like, here's the thing. When you're referred to a woman of color, a woman period, but especially a woman of color as a lowlife dog, we have some serious talking. And listen, I get I get it, you guys. Omarosa, she's questionable. You guys have been side-eyeing her. You guys said she wasn't invited to the cookout anymore, X, Y, Z, whatever. But hey, here's the thing. She's still a woman. She's still a black woman. And she's to be respected. And I think that all those motherfuckers who are out there talking about some, they agree with that, fuck you. Because here's the thing. It doesn't matter... Um, about her past. What matters is that, hey, listen, she has come forward. She has said, this is what I did. This is what I'm doing now. And I'm here for the tea. I want to <laughs> know what the fuck happened in those boardrooms. You don't, you, don't, you don't care who made it. You just want the tea. I want the tea. I don't care. I want it. And I want to know what was said, what happened, how it went down. So I have the book. I will be reading it and letting you guys know what happens and uh, how good it is or bad. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't really give a fuck either way. Um, <laughs> he could have called her, you know, Clifford the Big Red Dog. He could have called her, you know, I don't really care. I feel like, you know, they say when you lay with dogs, you catch fleas. And um, if they those fleas start biting, babe, that's your problem. Next on the docket is Nicki Minaj and her album Queen. Never heard of her. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Onika Tanya Mirage um, of Jamaica, Queens, New York, yeah. not the actual island, um, released her. I have no clue which album this is from her. I don't know if it's her third or her fourth or her fifth. Um, I'm not reading her press release because I'm not that invested. Um, she released her new album Queen. 
Um, it's had one of the worst rollouts I've ever witnessed in my entire life. Um, she wasn't sure if it was coming out next week or this week, but it's out, and you know, this is her third her fans, album. Oh, oh, really? That's it? Well, her first album was the Pink Print, right? Yeah. Yeah, so this is her yeah, wow. her third album, but she Only also three. had some, you know, like those those like re-releases and shit. Oh, you know, I forgot about all that. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, she released her album Queen. Um, I don't have too too much to say in regards to it. I will say she has a song. There's two songs that I've heard because I haven't streamed the album, um, but there are two songs that I've heard. One of those is Barbie Dreams, and the other one is oh my god, what's the name of it? Because I actually like this song. I'm going to give her props. Um, <laughs> I can't find it. Well on, Star. One minute. Well on, well on. I um, like Gong Burn. It's cute. Um, I, I like, you know, I like the lyrics to Gong Burn. I kind of I just feel like overall Nikki has, she's definitely trying to. Did you listen to the album? I did listen to the album in full. Okay. I, about oh, good. about two or three times. I like Sir. Oh my god, good. Yeah, okay. yeah. I like Sir. I like Ganja Burn. I like Majesty. Barbie Dreams is is cool. Uh, I like Chun Sway. I like Chun Lee. I like LOC. I like Good Form. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Chun Chun Sway. Wait. Ch- what? Chun Sway. Chun, Chun Sway. Chun Sway is a song she does. Oh, with. she has a Chun Li and a Chun Sway. Chun, yeah, Chun Sway is a song she does with Sway Lee from the group. Uh, oh, Ray, Ray Schremer. Ray Schremer. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. So, I there there are definitely about seven songs that I think are bops for sure. Well, out of nineteen songs, that's pretty good. It's uh, so much. I, I I think half the. I mean, listen. I, I like the album. I, I I don't like that Coco Chanel song. I don't I don't know what the hell Foxy Brown is talking about. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, people, I, people were people were getting Auntie, Auntie Foxy together, but I haven't heard it, so I can't say it. Yeah, the, the album. I think I think overall the album is, is cute. And, and and one thing I like about Nicki Minaj, she is really a caricature, and she is like a character or a caricature because a caricature is not a compliment. <laughs> you know what? She's really a character. She's really a character. Um, and and I think that. <laughs> I think that she is just really confident, and is she though? Yeah, she really is. She's really confident in in, in her in her ability to spit. She's really she's really confident. She really is, and I like that about her. I I I think that you know, I like that quality about Nikki that she is so confident in her craft. Now, Ooh, okay. what I don't I what I don't right. understand is that Nikki said this album was going to be a lot of eighties. Sounding and it doesn't it's, it don't sound shit eighties to me. It sounds. When did she say that? She said that on an interview. She said that I think it was a Billboard interview where she said her album was gonna have like it was gonna sound eighties. Oh okay. I again I don't follow so I wasn't sure. Um. Well, good. I guess. <laughs> um. The song that I, I I like is called Good Form. That is my shit. Oh yeah. That's I heard song. it. Um. I clicked on a, some Twitter video. There's like a, a Twitter video of like a bunch of different characters dancing to that song, and it's like all types of clips from movies, TV shows, cartoons, um, viral videos on the internet, and they're all dancing to the Good Form song. And I was actually jogging to the gym when I clicked on it, and I was like, "Oh, this just goes." So I went and listened to that, and I fuck with Good Form heavy. Um, Barbie Dreams I thought was interesting. She 
I will say this. Nikki needs to be really good friends with all those people that she's talking about. Because if she's not, I would definitely be coming for her. Like, I, I ain't gonna lie. I died at the whole DJ Khaled part. Ain't no fat nigga telling me what he not eating. That <laughs> took me. <laughs> when I say I literally had to stop jogging and and get myself to get... I was dying. Because if you guys don't remember, there was... Uh, DJ Khaled was on um, The Breakfast Club. And for some reason, I don't know why anybody wanted to inquire about his sex life. But he went on to state that, like, he doesn't eat vagina and, like, you know, badman and yam pussy. Like, all, you know, tried to, to play up that he doesn't eat vagina. And social media was kind of like, okay, girl, you look like that. And you're going to tell me what you're not going to do when it comes to sex. And to me, I found it to be offensive because the majority of women aren't even, they don't orgasm from just penetration. Yeah. So the fact that you like your poor your wife like what is she, does she just take care of herself in the bedroom like you don't I and mean, you're like an adult you're a good forty something maybe so she like, doesn't like getting her pussy ate well you know not all women do so that's a valid point I did find point. the interview Nikki said she she said in in July's L that when she was on the cover that uh, she said quote it has to be eighties. She said, recall a conversation with her collaborator, Jay Reed. It has to be boom bap. I don't want to do no trap shit because everybody's doing that shit. Um, oh, okay. But, Come on, receipts. We love receipts. But uh, the album definitely, it, it, it don't sound 80s to me. It definitely does not have a, a, a boom bap sound at all. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not, a, sim- not and, a single boom bap. Yeah, and, and also, let's... You know, Barbie Dreams is is, is is a cute song and um, you know, great song. Shout out to Biggie. Shout out to him. Shout out to Biggie. Um, the next thing that I want to get into in relation to, to Nicki Minaj is she has been on social media acting a fool. Um, she went on the Funk uh, Master Flex show, which I genuinely did not know he still had a radio show. Shout out to him. Um and she did a, a, a interview. It's quite a long interview. Now I went ahead and watched it because a lot of people think that I like hate Nicki Minaj or something. I really don't. I actually used to be a huge Nicki Minaj fan. I knew like the entire um um oh my itty bitty piggy rap. You know I <laughs> was I was rap. right, but I I was here for Nicki when she first came out. Um, but she like over time I just her she just she turned me off and I always say I have a thing with energy and if I just don't if for some reason your energy is not good to me then I can't deal with you um so she went on the the like I said the Funk Master Flex show and it's a lengthy interview but I decided to go ahead and give it a listen because I've always cared for Nikki more in interviews than I have on social media in music etc etc because on her interviews because like you said she is a character she can be, you know, fun and playful. So, I, like I said, I decided to give the, the interview a listen. And it's very... I feel like she was pretty honest. Now, Nikki... Nikki does this thing with her honesty where she'll give you, like, 60% of the truth. And then she'll hold back the other 40 because she knows it's not necessarily... It doesn't play in her favor. Sure. And I don't like that kind of honesty. I, I kind of like if you're gonna be real, be like one thousand percent real. Like that's just how I am in general. Because if you're not gonna give me all of it, don't give any of it to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. She talked about at one part. She talked about like 
Funk asked her when she was coming up, like, who was her inspirations? Who were her favorite rappers? Which, to me, was kind of a remedial question to ask Nicki Minaj, who's been in the industry for nine years at this point. We all know who her influences are. We all know who they really are and who she says they are. And, of course, she went on and was like, oh, you know, Wayne and Jay and Foxy. Oh, and Lauren. I love Lauren. And I was like, I I knew she wasn't going to say Kim because it's a thing. But I feel like at this point, it's 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 tired. <laughs> um, but I'm not going to get into that. What I do want to get into is she discussed um, her relationship with Safari. And again, I don't know why that was being asked about. They've broken up. They broke up years ago. Like It's kind of like when people ask Rihanna about Drake or Chris Brown. I'm kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> They've been broken up forever at this point. Like Those don't need to be questions you ask them. Stop you know, mitigating women to their past relationships. But anyway, Nikki took, you know, the the bull by the horns and she kind of took over the, the whole interview and called people on the phone and like she she genuinely put on a show. She genuinely put on a show. And to that, Safari got on Twitter. Um she she you know, she said Safari had prostitutes. She brought up him getting his hairline fixed. She she really she was petty and like brought up a bunch of things that didn't necessarily need to be brought up. She could have really left it at, you know, that nigga's over here and I'm not over there. So, and we kept it moving. So to that, Safari responded with, unless I really cared still, I could not uh, let the mention of someone's name get me that riled up. That looks like someone who either still cares or just holding on to a lot of hate towards someone. How many times have I said that I never wrote your raps? Nobody even talks about that anymore. And in regards to he was mentioned uh, he's talking about Nikki saying that like you know at some point Safari mentioned that he you know wrote some of her songs or helped her write some of her songs and he was seeking credit for it again this was like four years ago um but I don't even want to go piece by piece because I don't really care about the situation what I really want to say is I think Nicki Minaj needs to get help um and I tweeted I tweeted this no I'm being a thousand percent serious I'm not joking I'm not trying to read her this isn't shade none of that I really think Nicki needs to work through and I'm saying this because for a person her age, and I, I hate when people bring up age, but for a person her age to be reacting in the way that she does, and and to 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 react the way Nikki always does, it, it's always shown me that there's something wrong with her. And when I say wrong with her, I feel like she needs to work through a few things. I feel like she needs to sign up for Talkspace. Um, <laughs> she can use the Reads code or you know Friend Zones code. Um, I think she needs to go seek a therapist and go talk through some of her issues. I think she and Safari need to sit down and have a a heart-to-heart, have a one-on-one, because she has a lot of pent-up emotion, um, a lot of anger, a lot of hurt that she's holding on to, because the mere mention of that nigga's name and her entire body, like, her energy, you could just see, like, it shifted. And I think if someone that you broke up with, someone that is such a bum, someone that is so broke, someone that is none of the things that you care for, like she says, the mention of their name shouldn't have such control over you. You should be able to be like, okay, I'm not, it's, you know what I mean? Like, it's a wrap. We're not doing that next topic. Or I wish him well and let's keep moving. But I genuinely hope she goes and gets the help that she needs to, to work through that because I feel like that's probably going to affect her relationships and her her dealings with men in the future. 
and I've met, heard her mention that she wants certain things out of life, like, you know, kids, and she would like to be married one day. And I feel like you're 36. So, realistically, there's not that that much time. Like, there's a good decade left. So, if you do want to have, like, kids in a, in a relationship, now, again, I'm not putting those things as important. She did. I don't ever place, you know, value on relationship, especially for women, because I feel like society has done enough of that. But if she wants those things, then she needs to work on herself. That way, when she, someone comes in her life, she can get those things and she can have healthy relationships and she can, you know, be a good menage and not a troll because it, I, I, I could not be 35 on Twitter acting the way that she's acting. I couldn't. I can't. I'm, I can't be 25 on Twitter acting the way that she's acting. Like, it's just not cute to me. So I hope um, Nikki gets that together because it's, you ain't looking good out here, ma. You ain't looking good. Um, and the final thing that I wanted to get into, so we can close on out, is I don't know if you know this, Malik, but Danny DeCane has gotten back together. Actually, I just got a text message about that. Literally, <laughs> my friend, my, my best friend that I met up with yesterday, just texted me. Uh, the universe is undefeated because Dawn yes. by Dumb Blonde and DK3, they're going on tour. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is pretty random. It came out of nowhere. I see they were going for the whole surprise, you know, surprise release thing. Um, shout out to them. I'm happy for them, I guess. Um, I've never had the pleasure of seeing Danny Kane live, so I'm going to try and get tickets so I can, you know, get my life. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Don has some great solo music that I will, I'll enjoy at the show. And, you know, Dumb Blonde has a, a song or two that I care for. So, congratulations to them. Congratulations, congratulations to, to them. them. I, I think that's lit. I do. Um, you know, I... Hopefully, I, everyone keeps their hand to themselves Hopefully, time. the girls don't, 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 don't go punching me, punchy, punching tail on each other and, you know, get the throwing bowls in the studio. But right. I, I would love to see the other two girls join them as well. I would like. I would love to see that as well. D. I always. Lo- I always had a soft spot for D. Woods. I don't know why. Her and Andrea were always kind of like my favorites. Um, so it would be. It'll be dope to see all five of them together. Maybe just pop up once at like a, a show, maybe like the finale of the tour or something like that, and just give the fans you know a moment. That would be really really cute. Um, outside of that, is there any new music that you're listening to? Anything that you've gotten into? I mean, listen. Wait, wait. I'm still, I'm still trying to learn the fast part. The popping my popping my butt. I'm still trying to learn the fast <laughs> part. The ape shit. I don't have time to hear shit else. I'm going to see Beyonce and Jay Z on the 26th in Atlanta. I am learning the words to uh, everything is love. That's what I'm doing. Literally, like that's what I'm on right now. Okay. Well, we have a special announcement in regards to that, but we're gonna get back to that. Um, as far as what, have you listened to Sierra's new song, Freak Me? So I heard bits and pieces of it, but then someone, I, I saw you talking on Twitter about how people were saying that she stole it from someone else. Um, mm-hmm. There's an artist by the name of Tiwa Savage, and she didn't steal it per se. Um, it's just that it was a Tiwa Savage song okay. from about five or six six years ago um, on Tiwa's album, and they basically took it, and they've added a few things. They've spiced up the production a little bit, and they've re-released it. <laughs> under Sierra's name but Tiwa is credited so it's not like a a thing people were just surprised because the song was supposed to be new and it's been out for well a good portion of the song was has been out for 
five or six years now. So, but I, I mean, for me personally, I wasn't that surprised. I when I heard the song, I, to, I tweeted about this. I said that it sounds like a Tiwa Savage or techno song, like a like a typical Tiwa Savage or techno song. So I'm I'm not surprised that techno was a featured on it and now B Tiwa Savage has writing credit. So um, I do like it though. I, I have to say this is the first time since. Her Sierra re- album release that I feel like she's given us something that's like good that we can um, feel something that is just it's a good song I don't think it's bad in any way I don't think I also don't think it's extra great um but it's good and what I appreciate is the fact that her team is really pushing these releases uh there's challenges for every damn song that she's released there was a level up challenge, um, <laughs> and now there's a, a freak me challenge. Um, I, it's cute to see that she's trying to adapt to the to the new standards in the industry and trying to get her streams up. And it, it seems like Sierra wants to play. And I and I've always said that my biggest problem with her is I don't think she's wanted to be in the industry. I don't think she's wanted you know to be. I don't think she's been hungry enough. And I kind of feel like maybe she's a little hungry now. Maybe she wants it a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, shout out to her. Hopefully, the rest of the album isn't trash. Um, but outside of that, I've been listening to... I've been really on some, like, soca reggae and ratchet shit. Like, it's either I'm listening to something super ratchet or I'm listening to soca and reggae. I don't know if, you know, the spirit of Fenty is in me and the album is on its way and this is God trying to prepare me. But um, Shen Sia, and I wrote and I wrote about this. Like I said, I did two posts um, on GrownUpGay.com. One was um, one step at a time, and the other is um, she got next. And the she is five uh, five female rappers, reggae, you know, dancehall artists that I feel like are next or should be next, deserve to be next. Um, and Shen Sia is one of those people. I've been listening to Shen Sia for like a year now, but like in the past three or four months, I've like super super fallen in love with her. Um, Panmi, Body Good, um, so many songs I've just been obsessed with. Um, I've also been obsessed with um, June June's Diary. Speaking of girl groups, June's Diary of all the fucking artists in the world, June's Diary has a song that I am obsessed with. It's called uh, Take Me. Um, let me. I might play a little bit of it. I might. Okay, I'm not gonna play it now, but I'll insert a clip while I'm editing it right around here somewhere um of the song it's really fucking good it's um it's afro caribbean um which is dope because like i said that's the wave right now and that's what things you know listen rihanna tried to let y'all know what was coming she lets you know what the weather is gonna be and i'm glad to see that so many people have their rain boots on and their umbrellas out and they're ready like i'm it's kind of beautiful to see that she hasn't even dropped it yet and people are getting information. So, you know, her impact. But yeah, that's what I've been listening to. Oh, also, Hive Mind by The Internet. I have to say, I didn't love this album uh, like I wanted to. It feels like background music. It feels like every other Internet song, but like extended. <laughs> um also her released a new ep um it's called i used to know her the prelude and i didn't love that one either i mean it's not bad um i was kind of a little heartbroken because i I love her's first two projects like 
I love every single song. I'm obsessed with every single song. And with this new project, she took a um, a little bit more of a hip hop route. I said this on Twitter. It, it feels like Jasmine Sullivan, but like not from Jasmine Sullivan. So I don't really care for it. Um, but there are three songs that I love. Um, Against Me could have been uh, featuring Bryson Tiller and Feel Away. Those three songs I love. And I also love the Be On My interlude. So shout out to her. Shout out to, you know, Shensia. Shout out to Sierra. Shout out to everybody that's releasing music. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, I forgot to mention the ratchet, you know, the ratchet side of all of this. There is a person by the name of Moneybag Yo. <laughs> Moneybag with two G's, yo. Um, now, please do not jump in my, my mentions telling me that he's, you know, a rapist, um, a, you know, child molester, a murderer. I have not done my Googles. I literally haven't even gone to his Instagram. All I know is I was listening to music and this song featuring Young Thug called Bust Down came on. B-U-S-S Down um, came on and I got my life. I was on the train. Well, I was at the train station getting my life. Um, And I listened to his album. His album has like a few cute little songs on there that you can kind of just like bop to. So check him out as well. And if he's trash, forget I said any of this. (laughs) You know, you can just control all delete that shit from your mind. Um, So that is that. With that being said, we have a little giveaway for you guys. A gag for you guys. A little, you know, a little song song. A little so, song. <laughs> um, Malik and I will be giving away... Drum um, roll, diff- please. Um, do you want to... Do you want to announce it? Or? Yeah. So, you guys, okay. uh, we love you guys so much. And we are so excited about just the community that we're growing here with our grown up gay family and with just our local Atlanta community. Like we're, you know, this is our base and we're so excited about all of just, just the embrace that we've gotten across Atlanta and just across everywhere. So for the 26th of August, growing up gay, we're going to give one ticket to the on the run to concert. Uh, August 26th here in Atlanta. Hey. So, <laughs> Vaughn, will, will you tell people the rules? Yes, I absolutely will. So, like Malik said, um, we are giving away one ticket to the On The Run show in Atlanta for the 26th. That's Sunday. Uh, don't forget it. Um, if you are interested in, you know, partaking in the contest, all you have to do is follow us. Um on Twitter, on all of our social medias. So follow Malik, follow myself, and follow Growing Up Gay on our our Twitters, our Instagrams. Um, share the our two most recent episodes on your you know on your social media, and there's going to be a questionnaire on both Instagram and Twitter that you need to partake in. So again, you need to follow us on all social medias. That's myself. Um, Malik and the show on all social medias share our two most recent episodes on your social media and partake in the Twitter and Instagram questionnaire for the most from the most recent episode which is going to be this um, episode okay we'll probably have other ones that come but it's going to be uh, the questionnaire from this episode actually I'm going to go ahead and change it it can be the questionnaire from any 
one of the episodes because that's going to be a thing that we start doing now after the episodes is doing questionnaires five or ten questions from the show that we want you guys to answer um so do that and in all of that hashtag g-u-g yonsei g-u-g yonsei and um g-u-g podcast i'm sorry g-u-g podcast um and g-u-g yonsei and you're in the clear that's Do it. I, if you're if you're not sure of the contest rules, please check, you know, drop down box, you know, the more info box and they'll be there clear, you know, with steps and directions. Yeah. And you will have one ticket to the on the run tour, on the run two tour. This is not uh, these are not bad seats. These are actually great seats. I actually <laughs> bought them for myself. But as you guys know, I now live in New York. So instead of um, uh, selling the ticket. We're giving it away to you guys. Yeah. And you get to experience the greatness that is Jay-Z and Beyonce. And you get to meet me, Malik. And you get I'm to gonna meet Malik. Because I'm going to be there, too. Because <laughs> Malik is going to be there as well. So you get to turn up with Malik and enjoy Beyonce. Yeah. So, again, growing up gay, you know, out here. We're we do, we doing things. We're we doing, doing a little things. something. We're doing things. Doing a little something. And uh, I'm also going to do... Another giveaway that we yes. will announce on the next episode. So, so you know, just you know, we like Santa Claus, but two chocolate niggas. That's just it. That's it. That's gifts. it. That's Gi- it. Giveaways, you know, giveaways, and gifts out the ass. But no, seriously, if you want to partake, do the um, steps that we said, and um, you'll be front row with Yonsei. That's it. That's it. Um, and thank you guys for listening to this week's uh, episode. Uh, thank you for all the love that we get on social media. Everyone that says they listen, uh, we really do appreciate it because this is a passion project and it's been slow. But you know, sometimes things that take the longest to cook taste the best. That's so, true. you know, we're taking our time with this this little baby of ours, and we have so much planned and so many things that we want to do, and so many things that we hope to do. Um, and hopefully over the next six months to a year, you guys will really see Growing Up Gay blossom into the beautiful space that we want it to be. And, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. If you have any questions for us, please send us questions. Uh, we would love to, to help you in you know all the gay shit going on in your life, all the hetero shit going on in your life. Uh, if you have any questions in regards to your career, dating, um, you know... If you need to know how to make an acid bomb, I got you. I know that. Don't ask me how I know that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, just reach out to us at Vaughn at GrownUpGay.com or Malik at GrownUpGay.com. And that's that. You guys, thanks for listening. Love you. See you on your mats. See you around. If you see me in the city, say what up. Peace. Hey.